Good morning, and welcome to the 28th year of the Three Tailgaters Show on 106.1 Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. The Three Tailgaters Show is presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. The Three Tailgaters Show is also presented by the Allstate Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics. And by Francesca's by Katie's in New Orleans, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. The Three Tailgaters are also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln, by LifeGate Church in Metairie, by Rhino Shield Mid-South, Bergeron Automotive in Metairie, by Premier Automotive throughout the New Orleans area, John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge, Life Resources Ministries, and by the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. Promotional consideration is provided by Central City Barbecue on South Rampart Street, Venezia Restaurant on North Carrollton Avenue, Two Tony's Restaurant at West End, Fury's Restaurant in Metairie, Perrin's Restaurant in Harahan, Reginelli's Pizzeria with locations throughout the metro area, Ye Old College Inn on Carrollton Avenue, Messina's at the Terminal and Runway Cafe at Lakefront Airport, by Copeland's of New Orleans and Kenner at the Esplanade Mall, Desi Vega's Seafood and Steakhouse in Metairie, Chateau Cafe with locations in New Orleans and Kenner, Moe's Pizza in West Wego, Hooters Restaurants in Metairie and Gretna, Geo's Pizza and Spaghetti House in Metairie, Hobnobber Cafe in Metairie, Fat Boy's Pizza on Metairie Road, by Sirio's Po' Boys in Delhi on St. Charles Avenue, by That's Amore Pizzeria in Metairie, Bears Po' Boys on Causeway Boulevard at Metairie Road, Fury's Restaurant on Martin Berman in Metairie, and by Sunray Grill on Bell Chase Highway in Gretna. Now, here are your hosts of the Three Tailgaters Show, Ed Daniels, Sports Director of WGNO and WNOL, CrescentCitySports.com and the Clarion Herald, and Cumulus Radio New Orleans Sports Director Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com, the Saints Hall of Fame Museum, the Greater New Orleans Quarterback Club, Life Resources Ministries, and the Kenner Star. And a pleasant good morning and welcome to another edition of the Three Tailgaters Show here on 106.1 FM. Nash Icon. We're on the web at NashFM1061.com. Our tune-in app is available for you anywhere in the world via iHeart to check us out. And, of course, you can also get our podcast following the show through CrescentCitySports.com. Just click on the menu and click on More and click on Podcast, and you'll be able to listen back to us. Of course, you can email us, Ken at CrescentCitySports.com, Ed at WGNO.com. You can also catch us via Alexa at home. Just tell her to play WRKN or play Nash Icon 106.1 FM, and that will be taken care of. Of course, you're always welcome to call the show at 504-260-1061. That's 504-260-1061 to join in the conversation. We'll talk about Tulane, LSU, and the Saints coming up. Touch on the Pelicans, too. We'll get started talking about high school sports with our good and great friend, Ed Daniel, sports director of WGNO, WNOL, Friday Night Football of CrescentCitySports.com, also of Nash Icon 1061 FM and the Clarion Herald. Ed, good morning to you. Kenneth, what's up? Doing fine. I know you're in transit to Baton Rouge for LSU hosting the seventh-ranked team in the nation. We'll get into that in a little while. Beautiful day, and it should be a good game, and we look forward to talking about that. A little bit later on, you know, high school football last night, 
I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of things you could point to, and we're going to talk to Bryce Brown of Carba coming up in just a couple of minutes. We'll also talk to Reggie Rogers of John Errett, uh, both of whom had big wins last night. Otherwise, locally, anything gets your attention? I mean, Slidell, they've won seven in a row. That's pretty impressive, the way they've played. Uh, what else was on your agenda last night that was eye-opening? Well, uh, I thought there were some great rushing performances last night again. I thought, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Jacob Davies with 201 yards for St. Paul's mm-hmm. was really good. The young man from uh, from Lakeshore, Ziegler, with five touchdowns. That was a great performance. Um, you know, I, I thought, uh, even though they didn't win, I thought Country Day did a nice job against Newman. I thought they played very hard. And... Um, that was a that was a fun atmosphere and a good football team and again, and then the whole Rummel brother Martin thing three points scored between the two of them. Huh. I don't know. I'm still trying to figure that out. Yeah, well, I'm I'm just uh, I'm surprised brother Martin's offense has struggled as it has, but obviously uh, it's a good win for Rummel. But Rummel's young and they're going to get Rummel's going to be better and better in the next couple of years. But that's a real good win for them off of three losses. So solid as can be. And, of course, you know, we'll talk about Carr, that juggernaut, as mentioned, coming up as well. All good. But one of the other big games last night, District 8, 5A, it's come down to these two teams the last, what, six years maybe. And it certainly was the case again last night, even though there's still district games to play. This one, you know, was uh, obviously for control of the league. And John Errett's score with just over two minutes left to beat Shelmet 33-28 to in a real thriller at Bobby Nuss Stadium last night. And... Joining us now is the outstanding head coach of the John Eric Patriots, who have won three straight now, and that is, of course, Reggie Rogers. And, Reggie, listen, first and foremost, we appreciate the time. Congratulations, man. That's, that's another one of those that will make you age a little quickly, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, it, it, it was one for the ages. It was a great game. Yeah, look, I mean, when, when, you, when you're involved in that type of game, you know uh, it's going to be that way because you've seen <laughs> – that that's the way that kind of game has unfolded the last few years, and it certainly turned out to be the case again last night. Yes, uh, uh, Jason does a great job, um, you know, with his kids and his his schemes and things, trying to put things together, you know, to slow us down and, and things. So it was a, it was hats off to him last night. Um, it took us a while to get started, but um, I think the kids kind of pulled through and started believing that, that they can get it done. Ed? Coach down ten there. What was uh, what were you thinking about at that point? Um, at the end, um, I just thinking I think we had opportunities in that second half. Two opportunities on our first two drives to to get points. We ended up with a field goal. I think we left some points on the field. Um, you know, again, hats off to them playing great defense down there in the red zone. So kind of um, keeping us at bay. So I think we figured it out. Uh, some things that we can do. You know, later on in the half, in the fourth quarter, try to pull out the lead. Clearly, this was a game that was back and forth, and I guess the biggest thing was poise because they score right away. Then they recover the onside kick. They score again. Man, before you blink an eye, you're down 14 to nothing. You had right. to have poise, and, and, and your team did. And what did you tell them at that point? It's just a belief. Just hold on to it. It was quick. You know, when you score fast, early, it was still early in the game, so it was no panic. Um, we worked on hands team. I didn't put my kickoff team out. We had hands team out there, so – we're prepared for what they do. You know, our guy just missed the ball. You know, it wasn't nothing that, like we didn't prepare for. So, you know, we he just missed the ball and they recovered it, you know, as as they're supposed to. And so it wasn't nothing that 
pretty much they did what we didn't do at that point. Yeah. You know, Coach, I, I hear uh, I hear coaches talk about special teams mm-hmm. all the time. Is that mm-hmm. you know an area that you think is harder to coach? And um, well, I kind we kind of work on that every day. Not kind of we actually work on on it every day. So it's nothing we just throw to the wayside because it's it's possessions, it's it's turnovers, it's, it's, it, it involves a bunch of things that that can change the course of a game. So it's nothing you take for granted. You know, when it comes to special teams, it's extremely important. Coach, talk about Royal Falgu and uh, what he's meant to your team and what kind of player he is for people that really haven't paid attention to him the last couple of years. You know, I I call him, you know, a throwback kid. You know, he's a kid who could play, you know, back in the days. He's got tough skin. You know, you can coach him hard. You can tell him when he's wrong and, you know, things like that. And he'll play linebacker. He'll play three safety. Whatever you ask him to play, he wants to play – you know, hey, coach, I want to play quarterback. I don't want. I want to play running back. I want to play linebacker. He'll play whatever you ask him to play. So you know, to me, he's just a football playing kid, and he's real super tough. Ed? So what about his um, his future, coach? Where where do you think he's uh, he has a has a future as a college player? I, I definitely think he has a, a future. Um, I know people look at his height, maybe, but they got to look at his heart and his his tenacity. You know. Um, People who recruit football players need to come check out Raw Falgo. Um, you know, he, he's, he's got a good bloodline. You know, he's a tough, hard-nosed kid. And he's just a winner, you know, by nature. That's just what he does. He believes in himself and his ability. You think a, the, the transfer portal hurts a kid like that, Coach? <sighs> that's a <laughs> that's a great question. Um, I think, you know, you're recruiting college kids now, which makes it a little um, tougher for the high school kid. You're exactly right. So for a kid like Royal, you know, he'll have to find a place that he can fit in that, you know, somebody will take a shot at him. I don't know what level it'll be on, but, you know, he's a smart kid. He's got good grades. Um, and he's a tough, hard-nosed football. So there's a place for Royal in, at somebody's university. Coach, you, you know, you started the season. We all know what the record was. And, mm-hmm. you know, at, at some point you're – you're looking at it, and kids are probably saying, man, what is this, and are we good right. enough? And there has to be some level of doubt that crept in during that time. How do you keep your team together? How do you keep confident and, and just keep it reinforcing we can win, we can do better than this? I mean, in, right. retro, in retrospect, Destrahan, Bogalusa, Warren Easton, those are really good football teams. Really good teams, uh, even Covington. Um, um, so we told them who they are. You know, they know – the history of John Airy. They know who they are. They know the legacy of of, of, of their program. And, and this team has never experienced it's something, you know, this team has, these kids have never experienced being 0-5. So, but, you know, the, the great part about it is, you know, when the kids always told me, Coach, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. So they saw the, the, the silver lining. They saw we were getting better. You know, we were pretty banged up even from the start, you know, um, Coming out of uh, camp, we were pretty banged up, and uh, pretty we had some guys that were out. So, I mean, this is probably as healthy as we have been all season, you know, with all hands on deck. Yeah. Coach, you ever made that schedule? You need to fire him, Coach. I I, I got to fire myself, but you know what they say: iron huh. sharpen iron, Coach uh, Kenny. Um, so, the, the 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 tough pre district, you know, kind of put us in position to be where we are right now. Um, you know, we don't shy away from competition. Um, and our kids are only going to get better and better. And, you know, and actually it's going to help us out, you know, the tougher the schedule. Especially when it comes to the PowerPoints and things like that, it's going to help us in the long run.
we just got to keep winning games, finding a way to win games. So district play, of course, you got EJ next Thursday, shorter week, and then <laughs> yes, sir, you got you got Bonneville, and I know it's every coach says the same thing. You're just looking to be one and zero moving yes, forward, but you know now that you you got this big win under your belt, do you feel like this? This will catapult you forward to win out and put you in a better position um, playoff-wise. It's one and zero again. Uh, we don't look ahead. You know, EJ is playing you know pretty good ball. You know, this year um, they got two two guys, a quarterback and and the running back guys. Some guys can go. So we have to figure out a way to bottle those guys up and uh, continue doing what we're doing offensively and defensively and on special teams. So uh, it's not a it's not a, a guarantee. We have to show up and play football. Well, the other thing too about. Uh, being 0-5, and this is, again, this is the reality of the situation. The district just hasn't been that good in mm-hmm. recent years. You need to play tough people uh, to right. prepare yourself for the playoffs, but also for power points, don't you? Right, 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 exactly. Uh, that was my my plan. Um, I didn't I didn't see us uh, being 0-5 in the first five games, of course. Um, I thought there was a few games in there that we probably could have won. Um, I've been in position to win those games, but um, it just didn't work out in our favor. But in the long run, um, you have to kind of schedule a little bit tougher to be able to position yourself, and like you say, for for the playoff run and for uh, positioning in the playoffs. Ed? So, Coach, how much fun are you having right now? Um, you know what? You know, Jason is one of my good friends. You know, um, we actually go fishing a lot together out there in uh, Chalmette. So, uh and he, you know, we talk about football, but, you know, he's always going to find an angle or try to figure out a way to pull some things out um, to, to, to help his team, you know, get better, which is what you're supposed to do. So I really enjoyed the chess match last night between, you know, between he and I. Um, I think, you know, he had a good plan. Um, but I just think our kids made some plays at the end that kind of helped us to, um, to get in position to win the game. But I had a blast last night. It was, it was real fun. And other than Royal, just talk about a few of the kids that have really performed well for you this season. Oh, our offensive line have been doing an outstanding job lately. Um, we've got some some experienced guys up there, some young guys. Kyrie Lee is a, a high recruit right now, um, playing offensive go up for us. Uh, just being offered by Texas and Michigan State and things like that. So he's he's coming along, but the rest of those guys are, are pretty pretty stout, tough kids. So we just need them to keep on you know, doing the things that they do to do best. Um, Charles Coleman, exciting receiver. You know, he had the flu actually last night, so he was he grinded it out last night. And I had to kind of tell him, like, Michael Jordan had the game of his life when he had the flu. And he was like, what, for real? I'm like, yeah, he, he had no clue. But, <laughs> you know, but you just got to keep fighting and keep, you know, kind of finding your way through. And he, he toughed it out last night, so I was extremely proud of him. Um what else did I have? Um, what L. Mag and uh, Jamari Black, those kids on defense were playing outstanding uh, ball. You know, we had it tough at the beginning. Uh, we have a new defensive coordinator, and, uh, Coach Trey Russell, and I think as the, him playing tough opponents early on kind of made him better, you know, in the long run. So the tougher you play, the the, the tougher your skin have to be and the sharper your skills have to become. Yeah. Well, Coach, we wish you well, buddy. Uh, good to see things are going great for you because uh, you deserve it. Kenny and I both have a lot of respect for you. I appreciate you guys every time, every time. Man. Keep on, keep up the good work, bro, anytime. It's our pleasure. John Eric, big win over Shelmet, 33-28.
last night in a nice atmosphere, hostile environment at Very Bobby nice. Nuss Field, at Bobby Nuss Stadium, and a nice trip back from St. Bernard Parish for the Patriots to the West Bank. And Reggie's smiling this morning. I can feel it over the phone. Yes, sir. So, uh, keep, keep smiling. Go watch that tape and get ready for EJ, man. Yes, sir. Appreciate you guys. All okay, right. Coach. Thank you, Reggie. Reggie right. Rogers of John Aaron High School. Big win, 33-28 over Jalmet last night. And I made that point because, again, you know, it's a, it's a similar dynamic with District 7-5A. These two 5A districts here in this area, uh, frankly, they just aren't very good. And so scheduling becomes extremely important to be able to position yourself where you want to be positioned for the playoffs. It's not Destrahan's yeah. fault that 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 league is down. It's not East St. John's fault that that league mm-hmm. is down. It's not Eret's fault that 8-5A is down. It's not Chalmette's fault that mm-hmm. 8-5A is down. But scheduling becomes incredibly important because uh, the mm-hmm. leagues just don't get you much in the way of PowerPoints. Well, you know, I know we're going to have uh, uh, Bryce Brown from Carr on here shortly, yeah. Kenny, but that was exactly my point during the spring about, you know, this whole Carr Catholic League thing. You know, if you're the LHSAA, I think you're going to go based on proximity, but also I think you're going to look to try to put them in the most competitive league you can put them in. And that's why I always thought they were going to the Catholic League. I, You know, I just didn't think it was – it would be a, a good look to put them in 8-5-A or in 7-5-A, really. And, uh, and that's why they are where they are. That's, that's one of the reasons why, and that's why I agreed with it, because exactly what you just said. Well, proximity matters. Uh, of course, the select-non-select mattered, and once Carr uh, was, uh, was declared select, it's a different animal, and they're in a good place, and we're going to talk about them extensively coming up. Obviously, we're going to talk about Tulane. And their big game, Memphis homecoming, and LSU's big game with Ole Miss and the Saints, of course, and where they are right now, which isn't very in a very good place. We'll try to touch on the Pelicans. All of that still to come. So we're just getting started. There's a lot on the agenda here. And, of course, you're always welcome to call the show at 504-260-1061. That's 504-260-1061. Also, Ed, uh, before we get to break, uh, Really good game today with St. Augustine and John Curtis. That, that should be an excellent football game. 2 o'clock, Joe Yanni Stadium. Yep, ought to be fun. <laughs> yeah, two really good football teams and, and two teams playing very well. I saw St. Aug last week. They're really, really gifted uh, physically. And John, Eric, uh, John Curtis is playing its best ball right now that it's played this year. And, and that's always been a close game. St. Aug has always played John Curtis really tough. And, I mean, going into the game, St. Aug probably a slight favorite, but John Curtis is, is playing really good football right now. So, uh, really, there's that. And then before we get to break also, yeah, that whole Southwest Louisiana corridor, there's some awfully good football teams in Southwest Louisiana. Just a whole bunch of them, aren't there? Yeah, I was listening to your show last night, Kenny, without a doubt. I mean, you know, I think that, um, you know, the Lafayette area, you know, they've got a lot of good teams. I was listening – I was listening to um, uh, uh, Mr. Boyer at Turling's <laughs> last night. He was a little dismayed by the quality of the opposition, but I understand. Yeah, well, St. Thomas Moore is a real deal, obviously. Westgate's still good. Church Point's undefeated. Lafayette Christian's elite. You know, Acadiana got beat last night. They're still good. Southside is a blossoming program that's really good. I mean, I'm, I'm not even naming them all. There's just a bunch of good teams in that whole region this year. That looks to be the, the power center of the state right now. 
And, of course, Catholic and Woodlawn, incredible game. Catholic steals it uh, with a late touchdown on a fourth down play uh, to win 30-28. to Woodlawn plays them off their feet every year. So that was another one of the really good games last night. Of course, the game of the night was, what, 78-71? to I'm sure you saw that one. That yeah, was... I did. Yeah, I was, uh, <laughs> I was listening to the show last night, and I was like, holy smoke. Yeah, that's man, pretty, that's, that's pretty amazing. I mean, the old, the old, the last one with the ball wins a game. That that was an understatement in that game, to say the least. But hey, fun stuff. You go from seventy-eight, seventy-one to three to nothing here for mm-hmm. Rumble over Brother Martin. Two teams that have had injuries and and two teams that played hard and played really good defense last night. And congrats to uh, to Rumble on that win. And and obviously, Brother Martin is really good defensively. And I'm I'm a bit surprised that they haven't been more productive offensively but injuries have been part of that too so all good a very good night of high school football to say the least and we'll continue that conversation because when we return in just a moment uh, the the best team in louisiana in my mind the car cougars and we'll talk to the maestro bryce brown when we return in just a moment glad you're with us on this saturday morning three tailgater show ken and ed right here on 1061 fm nash icon and at nashfm1061.com Hey sports fans, this is Louisiana State Treasurer John Schroeder. Teamwork is critical to success. This is why my team at Unclaimed Property wants to return your cash to you. Right now, there are over $1 billion that belong to Louisiana citizens. Unclaimed Property has lost or forgotten money from bank accounts, stocks, bonds, wages, insurance, and investment payouts never received. But don't worry, the Louisiana Treasury team is here to help. We've found your money and want to return it to you. Visit lacashclaim.org for your cash. If you want to be treated right, you go to Bergeron. Bergeron will give you the best deal. You just know you can trust these people. They're from here. They get me. You know, buying a car doesn't have to be a scary experience. It's anything but a Bergeron. Everybody knows that. Everybody. I grew up with a Bergeron. I went to school with a Bergeron. This is the fourth car I've bought from here. That makes me a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a bourgeois. Get out of here. I'm a Bergeron. Everybody knows a Bergeron. Bergeron Automotive on Veterans in Metairie. People who shop at Diamonds Direct for diamonds and engagement rings can't believe the prices. They blew everybody else out of the water. I saved between $1,500 and $2,000. Came here first, got a really good price, went around everywhere else, and it wasn't really even close. I looked online, I'd actually shopped a couple of local stores. They could not begin to touch the size, the quality, or the pricing. Crazy the deal that we got. Couldn't believe I was able to get into a ring like this. Of all the places that I visited, everybody from mom and pop shops to wholesalers to local franchisees, nobody could compete from a pricing with Diamonds Direct. It's because Diamonds Direct is a true direct diamond importer with special access to the world's most exquisite diamonds. No middleman markups and a commitment to beat any price, anywhere, anytime. Whether it be duty-free in the Caribbean or other countries, Diamonds Direct prices have beaten everything I've looked at. At least 20% lower than what we had been looking at at other stores. They blew everybody else out of the water. Get the engagement ring of her dreams at the price you deserve. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. DiamondsDirect.com. Hi, we're Troy and Tracy Dulon with Giving Hope, and we'd like to invite you to celebrate with us our ninth annual Giving Hope Gala on Saturday, November 5th at the Sheraton Hotel in New Orleans. Our special friends, Willie and Corey Robinson, are best known for their appearances on Duck Dynasty, and the world-renowned mental health physician, Dr. Daniel Amen, is joining us. We'll have performances by the New Orleans Soul Children Choir, and DeMario Davis will be presenting two scholarships. Please visit givinghopegala.org now. We can't wait to see you there. Did you hear about the three little pigs and their houses of straw, sticks, and bricks? Well, did you know there was a fourth pig? 
Well, he got a metal roof from Walker Metals. So the fourth pig told the wolf, you can't get me since my roof is made of steel. So the wolf huffed and puffed and uh, the rest was history. Come by Walker Metals or call 225-791-7791 so we can explain how a metal roof can protect your home against wind, hail, fire, and save you on your rising energy bills. Stop by or call Walker Metals today. 225-791-7791. Love your new metal roof from Walker Metals. Louisiana manufactured, Louisiana proud. Need a new roof? Walker Metals has you covered. Walker Metals is a local manufacturer of metal roofing products. You may pay a little more than shingles, but a metal roof from Walker Metals will last you your lifetime. We sell direct to residential, commercial, and contractors. Stop by or call Walker Metals today at 225-791-7791 or visit walkermetalroofing.com. Top service, locally owned, outstanding deals, conveniently located, professionals motivated to sell where the customer comes first. That describes the experience at Premier Automotive Group, where you'll find the best prices anywhere on Toyota, Honda, Nissan, and Kia. Premier Automotive offers a warranty for life on its vehicles and a money-back guarantee. Visit my friend Troy Duhon in one of his outstanding dealerships. Toyota of New Orleans, I-10 Service Road near Bullard in New Orleans East. Premier Honda at the I-10 Service Road at Bullard. Premier Nissan at Veterans in Metairie and Premier Kia at Veterans in Kenner. Just tuning in? We're just getting started with the Three Tailgaters Show on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. What are you waiting for? Call 504-260-1061 to talk all sports all the time. Now back to Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels. Well, it was another great night for the Car Cougars last night. What else is new on the field? They haven't lost and haven't come close to losing and last night was another example of that as they took apart Holy Cross 54 to 7 at Tad Gormley Stadium in a District 95A contest and joining us now is the uh, the outstanding head coach of the Car Cougars the godfather my friend Bryce Brown Bryce just another night at the office right buddy Yeah pretty pleased with how we played now, number one thanks for having me again uh, I'm in the office watching watching the film not getting our grades together for tomorrow's meeting but yeah, pretty pleased with the overall uh, team win, especially um, in the return game, you know, the kickoff and the punt returns. You know, it's good to see our special teams, you know, start to get in stride. Yeah, I mean, look, when you have a kickoff return and a punt return for a touchdown, that's special. I mean, in all three phases of the game, I, I didn't see the game. My reporter was telling me all everything when we were getting updates, but it sounded like, a complete effort, maybe as complete as you've played this year. Yeah, I, I would think so, and that's what we've been really striving for in staff meetings, talking about, you know, we still haven't played, you know, up to this point yesterday, we still hadn't played a game that was graded on film above a C-plus with overall offense, defense, and special teams. But it was I, – I, I was I'm excited to uh, tell the players, number one, probably on Monday that – you know, they're going to grade above a C this time, especially, you know, playing a, a, a whole across team that, you know, had a lot of injuries. But really, our execution was the biggest factor in the game was, uh, you know, number one, our, our, our determination at practice and our, our attention to detail. And that was, that was really big for us. Ed? So, Coach, can you make a good play and still get a minus grade on a play? 
You, you know what? In, in spread offense, that happens a lot because if the AJ could throw a, a seventy-yard touchdown like he did, but if the right tackle gets beat across his face and the quarterback has to use pocket presence, the, the offensive line coach might grade it as a minus, when a quarterback coach might grade it as a plus. So in the so then it's a neutral grade, so then it turns into a C. So <laughs> you know it's. It's a tough grading scale here. You know, uh, the kids really look forward to hearing their position grades, especially their team grades when it comes down to offense, defense, and special teams. And I think, uh, you know, that type of accountability is big in how we play. So when's the last time the team got an A, Coach? The last time the team got an A was when we won a state championship. And – you can't grade underneath an A unless uh, when you win the state championship. You can't have a C winning the state championship. Oh, Bryce, Bryce Brown with us from <laughs> Carr. A lot, a lot of reasons for the success, but uh, you know, I, I, I want to talk about AJ. But talk about your defense because you've played four league games to this point. You, you've only given up thirty-eight points. That's less than ten points a game. This defense has been awfully good, hasn't it? Our defense has been playing exceptional. You know, it was. I, I have to really look at. I'm still grading offense right now, but I think defensively, I think we had nine three and outs uh, last night. And you know, as we're making adjustments, you know, the offense has to be back on alert, and that's a good thing. Um, but they've been really stuffing the run really well. We've been playing good coverage. We're getting takeaways. Um, and, you know, Ryan Robinson didn't even dress last night. And, you know, we still had uh, a great game in the secondary with, you know, some younger guys stepping up and play. You're really, really pleased with how the defense has been playing. Ed? Coach, I reminded uh, Coach JT last night on the uh, on the punt return that it looked like Aaron Anderson. I don't think he appreciated that reference. <laughs> you know, that was a good call by the special teams coordinator. A lot of – a lot of times we would go safe in that situation and if it was going to be a punt, that was probably going to be down inside of the 10, but he took a chance and had a field side return call on, and the kids really did a good job of executing it, and Tyrone did a good job of, you know, getting back all the way to the field side wall, which is is very rare. So, you know, uh, you know, hats off to uh, Coach Jared Jones for making that call. All right, so talk a little bit about A.J. I mean, look, uh, you know, he – he got the job with three years ago, and you know he, you know, you had to bring him along. You uh, wasn't quite where you wanted him to be initially. He just got better over and over and over again as time went on and as the years have gone on. And and now he's at a place where he's just playing really good football for you. Just talk a little bit about AJ and what he's been able to do and how well he's played this year. Yeah, he's really been playing lights out. Um, Specifically as a leader, um, you know, how the team looks up to him. You know, he is, everything is going to start and stop with him. You know, I told uh, Mike Strom last night that he's the heart and soul of the team because he's in control of the team. He He's free to make audibles. He's free to make checks. He's, you know, he, he's poised in the pocket. If the, if, the, if the pocket breaks down, he's getting out of bounds. He's not taking unnecessary hits. He's spreading the ball out to different wide receivers. So I think that's the key part is that we're really spreading the ball around and really just proud of him. I know we got two tough games left, you know, with a good battle that's going to come up on uh, Friday night against Rummel. But, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure he, he can't wait to go against, 
you know, that that great defense just to show, you know, that what he is doing is going to be consistent. Ed? Coach, how many, uh, how much time have you spent looking at other teams that potentially you might play in the playoffs? Uh, not many because not much time because when you play in this league, uh, anything can happen on any given given night that you playing them. So you, you really can't you can't afford to look too far forward. You have to really pay attention on to the to the team that you're playing because this league is is so different and so vast. You know they can they can change the defensive set or defensive front or offensive formation at any time, and you just have to be prepared. So. You spend so much time preparing on lining up to various formations that you can't really look forward to uh, Acadiana. You can't really look at uh, you know any of those other teams except for the team that you're playing. Bryce, you you again you had to uh, forfeit the three games and and you've battled back from that. Now I mean I'm I'm looking at this and I, I calculate this every week. I got you like anywhere from as high as 12 to as low as 14, but possibly as high as 12 right now. Two games left. Everybody's trying to get to that eight byline to be able to get a bye. Do you see any path for that being able to happen? Is that something you looked at? Do you think it's still possible with the two opponents you have left? Uh, no, because before you just said that, I didn't know where we were on PowerPoints. I don't know where we are. You know, um, you know, you guys know me pretty good. You know, I'm not going to look backwards. I'm going to just look forward. And whoever we, if we have to play, we can play Acadian in the first round. If we have to go to Lafayette, we're going we're gonna to get on the bus and we're going to go and play. You know, so regardless if we have to buy or not, you know, I, I think the kids would rather play anyway. You know, this team is so driven and so focused. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me at all. They know the situation and they know – they know that some of the cards were stacked against them in in the in the beginning, but you know, hats off for them for fighting through that adversity. I mean, to claw claw back from that, and it doesn't surprise me at all to see that with this with this caliber team because they play with so much character and integrity, and you know, the same way that they they are in the building is the same way that they are on the field, and it doesn't surprise me at all. Ed, so coach. Uh, and, and the lexicon of favorite teams that you've had as far as not maybe not just winning, but um, how they approach what they do. Where do you think this group stands? This is my probably, as the offensive coordinator and the head coach, probably my 18th team. So I would definitely rank them top 10 on uh, – with three levels of, of grading and with their discipline, their dedication, and their determination, I will definitely put them top ten. You know, hopefully at the end of the season that they'll be will be saying they're a top a top five team that's played here based on number one, the circumstance that they have to go through and number two, uh just their drive to to wanna prove to other people even though they've lost so much powerful talent that they still want to show people that listen, you can be a Division One Double A player, you can be a Division Two player, and you can still play with outstanding integrity and outstanding effort every every week. Well, it's a big win for 
Carr, 54-7 over Holy Cross. The Roman Raiders next Friday night at Berman Stadium. Two weeks of the regular season left as Carr continues to march through its opponents uh, with tremendously impressive performances and still a ways to go, but this is an awfully good-looking team for an awfully good coach in Bryce Brown. Bryce, listen, thank you so much for the time this morning. Congratulations again. Keep up the good work. Keep that laser focus, and we'll keep on talking, buddy. I appreciate you guys. I'm going to go check out St. Aug and uh, Curtis a little later, and hopefully Tulane and LSU pulls it out. Yeah, there you go. That's a good plan. Thank you, Bryce. We appreciate the time. Thank you, Coach. Thank you. All right, thanks. That's Bryce Brown. Boy, what a – you just – when you talk to him, Ed, you just get the sense. You understand why why their program's so good. There's just a laser focus there. I mean, they – uh, it's level-headed. It's never, you know, speaking in, in bold terms or braggadocious fashion. It's respect to the opponent and talking about how tough the league is. And they've crushed everybody in the league so far. It's not been a challenge at all for them. Closest game's been 16 points against Jesuit, and, you know, they took apart a really good St. Augustine team. So, uh, again, uh, just a humble individual, and that's the right approach, isn't it? Yep, works for them, Kenny. I just, uh, you know, like the way they handle their business. And, um, you know, when you put a team on the field that's, one, talented, and two, um, disciplined, that's a, a tough combination to beat. Really tough. Well, there's no doubt. And, and obviously, I mean, I I see them obviously winning next week. No disrespect to Rommel. Rommel's a young team and getting better and a good program, but I don't think they're ready for that. Uh, and then, you know, let's see what happens with Curtis and St. Aug today because Carr Curtis could end up being a, a gigantic game, uh, obviously, for a league championship. But that a lot depends on what happens today with Carr, with St. Aug and Curtis. But, yeah, looking forward to that Week 10 game with Carr and Curtis, too. Yes, sir. That'll be a great one. Well, we're just uh, getting rolling here as we finish our high school coverage, 504-260-1061. That's 504-260-1061. Tulane, Memphis. That's next. Still to come, LSU Ole Miss and the Saints and the Pelicans as we continue with the Three Tailgaters show here on 106.1 FM, Nash Icon. We're on the web at NashFM1061.com. With over 15 acres of cars and trucks at the Lamarck Automotive Complex, there must be a reason. Buying a new car shouldn't be complicated. That's why our expert staff is here to help. I've been selling new Ford cars and trucks since 1970. It's over 50 years. Wow, there must be a reason. With your lifestyle and budget in mind, our finance team works hard to be the best in the business. Only at Lamarck Ford, at the Lamarck Automotive Complex. There must be a reason. Are you seeing pink everywhere? Demo Diva Hot Pink Dumpsters are painting the town pink. Clean out your business, your building, or your closet. Rent one of our pink dumpsters. Don't feel blue. Don't see red. Catch the vibe. Get the pink. Demo Diva. We service commercial, industrial, and residential customers. 504-486-4121. Demo Diva. Taking it down to the dirt. Demodiva.com. Charging a cell phone can be like getting a booster shot. A booster is given to enhance or restore protection after a primary series vaccination, which wanes over time. Schedule an appointment when you're eligible. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. Don't let this happen to your largest investment. Call DA Exterminating now. 
We're ready and waiting to protect your home from potential disaster called termites. Call DA now or visit us on the web at daexterminating.com. If you want to be treated right, you go to Bergeron. Bergeron will give you the best deal. You just know you can trust these people. They're from here. They get me. You know, buying a car doesn't have to be a scary experience. It's anything but a Bergeron. Everybody knows that. Everybody. I grew up with a Bergeron. I went to school with a Bergeron. This is the fourth car I've bought from here. That makes me a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a bourgeois. Get out of here. I'm a Bergeron. Everybody knows a Bergeron. Bergeron Automotive on Veterans in Metairie. To understand what makes Diamonds Direct different, you have to know our history. It goes back 70 years to a renowned diamond cutter overseas. From there came years of diamond cutting, manufacturing, and wholesaling, supplying exquisite fine diamonds to top high-end jewelers. Eventually, those same wholesalers began selling direct to you, and that started a revolution. Today, we are a global diamond powerhouse with hundreds of thousands of customers and an impeccable reputation. But our core values remain the same as always. Our diamonds are the highest quality cut by the best craftsmen. Our prices are the most compelling. Our selection is staggering, and our warranties and guarantees are unbeatable. And our entire team's only goal is to help you find the diamond of your dreams. So as the story unfolds and the revolution continues, we invite you into our home to enjoy a jewelry shopping experience unlike any other. Born in craftsmanship, rooted in quality, and thriving in passion. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Top service. Locally owned. Outstanding deals. Conveniently located. Professionals motivated to sell where the customer comes first. That describes the experience at Premier Automotive Group, where you'll find the best prices anywhere on Toyota, Honda, Nissan, and Kia. Premier Automotive offers a warranty for life on its vehicles and a money-back guarantee. Visit my friend Troy Duhon in one of his outstanding dealerships. Toyota of New Orleans, I-10 Service Road near Bullard in New Orleans East. Premier Honda at the I-10 Service Road at Bullard. Premier Nissan at Veterans in Metairie. And Premier Kia at Veterans in Kenner. Ken Trahan, Sports Director of Cumulus Radio New Orleans, CrescentCitySports.com, and the Saints Hall of Fame. Come join us on Wednesday, October 26th at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Treasure Chest Casino at Williams Boulevard and Lake Pontchartrain Kenner for all-access sports talk from 6 to 7 p.m. on Nash Icon 106.1 FM with food, drink, and prizes. On October 26th, come meet former New Orleans Saints quarterback Tyrone Leggett. That's Wednesday, October 26th at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Treasure Chest Casino in Kenner at 6 p.m. with Tyrone Leggett on Nash Icon 106.1 FM. Want the total sports package? Let's talk prep, college, pro, all sports, all the time. You get it all from the three tailgaters on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com with Ken and Ed. Give us a call, 504-260-1061. Tulane celebrates homecoming today against Memphis at 2.30 at Yulman Stadium. The Green Wave have just been outstanding at 6-1, 3-0 in the conference. Uh, coming off of a 45-31 shootout win at South Florida. Memphis has been a perennially tough opponent for Tulane, but Tulane has had some success at home against the Green Wave. Right now, they're looking at maybe the biggest crowd we've seen at Yulman Stadium since they opened the facility. I sure hope that's the case because this football team deserves that, and they really haven't had that, Ed. No, they haven't, and uh, that's the way it looks today, and uh, that'll be fantastic. Um, you know, I remember when the stadium opened in 2014. It was a very nice atmosphere that day against uh, Georgia Tech, and it's a beautiful day. So um, 
I think it's um, it's uh, good for that, those kids and those coaches to have that kind of support because that's what you'd like to see. And look, you know, moving forward, I think the future is bright too because let's be honest with UCF, Houston, and Cincinnati leaving. I don't see there why there's uh, any reason why Tulane can't contend for that league title every year. Don't you agree? Well, they have to recruit. Of course, this is a veteran team right now, so it's all about what you have coming back and moving forward. But, but yes, I think that given the makeup of the league, they're in a good position. I agree with you. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, you've got, you've got a lot of teams coming in, and um, it'll um, – I don't know how that's all going to shake out, but, you know, hopefully one of the things they can do is uh, use the, the current success and hopefully some future – success at all uh, uh, along with that, Kenny, to improve some of their facilities. You know, I, I think they really need to do something about their weight room. They need to find a way to uh, build some kind of indoor practice facility out there behind the uh, the north end zone at at, uh, at Yeoman Stadium. It would be kind of tight in there, but I think they could squeeze, they could squeeze something in there, and I, I hope that uh, there is a renewed commitment to uh, doing the things that would make the school a a perennial top 25 contender. And I'm not saying you have to be in there every year, but I think that, you know, it shouldn't be 24 years between visits to the to the national rankings. I think that's something that the uh, the school could achieve on somewhat of a semi-regular basis. Well, I, I look back at 1998, and that was a chance to capitalize on momentum and, and commit some more finances and stuff. Didn't really see that happen. I'm really hoping that this happens well, this year. And I'm not suggesting yeah. this is 1998. They've lost a game, and they could lose another game or two, certainly right. with the, the opponents on the schedule. But this right. is a good season coming off of a rough season that was really uh-huh. rudely interrupted, and there's a real opportunity here. Well, you know, you haven't, you haven't won eight games in a year since 2002. So, you know, that's, that's 21 seasons ago, 20 years ago. So I agree with you. You know, the, the, the thing that makes it completely different from, from 98, too, is I think that, at least right now, that you have a president who is athletic-friendly. And uh, that certainly wasn't the case back in 98. There's no way that, uh, that Scott Collin was going to let the program uh, get bigger than him. And uh, he wasn't going to allow that. And he wasn't. He 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 just felt that there was a uh, there was a, a limit to, to how how important athletics was going to be on campus, and he was going to make sure of it. And he did. Well, I, I'll never forget that press conference, and I know you were there too. Uh, that famous comment talking about Tommy Bowden leaving about Winnebago's on Wednesday. I'm sure you remember that, right? And well, he wrote and he wrote a whole never, book about it. He wrote a whole book about it, and that was yeah. That was the title of his book. And, yeah. you know, I've never read the book completely. Uh, right. Apparently, uh, he was somebody on our station had it on their desk. And I read the first couple of, uh, 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 you know, the, the first chapter, maybe. And, you know, like, um, you know, when, when he was president and he was leaving, uh, leaving the White House, uh, uh, General Eisenhower uh, warned of the military-industrial complex, which has become a big, you know, for historians, that's become a big, uh, a big talking point. And I think that uh, Scott Cowan felt the same way about college athletics. 
And what I didn't like was is that he's the guy who would rail on the BCS all the time and how unfair mm-hmm. it is. In the meantime, he was doing everything he could to cut the funding for his athletic program. And five years after they went undefeated, he tried to eliminate the football program completely. I thought he should have been fired that day, frankly. Yeah, I agree with you. And, and chastising others for commitments, which is what that comment was all about, uh, is ridiculous, okay? Well, I mean, uh, you, you know, be, look. You can, uh, you can be a good academic institution, which Shulay yeah. is, and, and be a good athletic institution, which many yeah, I mean, look, across it, the country are. Schools, yeah, they got schools like that all over the country, okay? Yes, and, of course. And, you know, look, um, you know, I, I, have, I have children who are, who are ed- educated by Louisiana State University. You know, and and uh, and both of my girls are doing extremely well, extremely well. So you can get a great education anywhere, but that's not the that's not how he he uh, he had he had a very Hamptons attitude for a school that was in the South, and I thought the athletic program under him paid a dear price for that. Let's talk about the on the field because Willie Fritz has done an excellent job, and as we've talked about with his coaching staff, he made some changes that have panned out in awesome fashion and this has been a this has been a complete effort the kicking game is better this year than it's been in a few years their defense is is good and it's clearly uh, improved over last year and that last week notwithstanding when they scuffled a bit and the offense is better there's more balance you know michael pratt has emerged as a 300 yard passer in consecutive weeks he's been really good the receivers have been better you know, the running back, Shotty Clayton, had 50 yards rushing last week, and Celestine's done a good job previously. And then, of course, Tajay Spears, uh, when given any kind of space, is an elite player. So this is a good-looking team. I mean, they, mm-hmm. they, don't, they don't have any, what I'd say, is a real weakness on this team. Mm-hmm. They're not exceptional. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that by any stretch of the imagination in any mm-hmm. one capacity, but they're solid across mm-hmm. the board. Well, they're solid across the board. You know, they have an experienced quarterback. They have an experienced defense. Um, all of those things are important. They've got a guy who's a difference maker. And Tajay Spears is a difference maker. You saw that in the game last week. Uh, you give him a crease and he's gone. And those are the kind of guys that not only win games for you, but, but give you a chance to win a conference championship. But I think a couple other things have happened here along the way too, Kenny, and that's uh, number one, obviously there's been a buy-in amongst the team with the new offensive coordinator, Jim Swoboda, okay? Um, you know, I don't ever understand every nuance of their offense, but the players seem to really uh, like him, respect him, and there's been a real buy-in. Plus, I think their offensive line is much better coached than it was a year ago. And you can't underestimate the value of that and there was clearly uh, a disconnect last year between the offensive staff and the head coach and he he doesn't he's never ugly about it but if you listen to him in the offseason and early in the season he made several um comments about that and you know i i just think that those are two spots that that he doesn't have to worry about anymore and, you know, he went out and hired a guy who, who had a lot of experience, who is in his 60s. And um, I think there's clearly a comfort level with him about how he does things. 
So now it's Memphis, and, and this is an intriguing matchup. First of all, Memphis, probably of any team in the conference, will bring the most people to New Orleans because of the proximity. But Memphis is good offensively. Memphis has been a tough matchup for Tulane, but Tulane has beaten them at home recently. How do you see this matchup? Well, you're right. I mean, you know, you took the words out of my mouth when you, when you talked about it in the beginning because, you know, Tulane has played very poorly at Memphis over the years. If you go back and look at some of those games, they have not been very competitive. But they've played better at home. The one thing I would ask if uh, you know about Memphis is this. Do they have how much gas do they have left in the tank? I mean, they lost to Houston by a point and then they lose in four overtimes to East Carolina. Those are two really disappointing losses and uh, you know, I think you know, how are they going to compete today? I think it's a legitimate question. Yeah, look, it's been a topsy-turvy type of season for them, but they show up. When they show up, they can score. And you don't want to get in a shootout, but Tulane showed last week that it can score enough to win that type of game. That's what I like about this Tulane team. You know, they can win Mm -hmm. a game 24-9, to you know, Mm -hmm. but they can turn around and win a game 45-31. They're versatile enough to be able to win games in different fashions. And, you know, too, I think being able to win when you don't play all that well. And I don't think they played all that well against South Florida, especially in the first half. You know, Bohannon hurt them, and then he, they lost their quarterback. He got hurt, and he had to leave the game. And I think that, that really tilted the, uh, the odds in Tulane's favor. But, you know, look, um, I don't think they played appreciably well against South Florida, but they still won, and they still covered at home. Oh wait! When you win, when you win by two touchdowns on the road, uh, I don't, I don't think you can. You know, it's it's splitting hairs to say that somehow you'd be unhappy. And then you look ahead, and of course, after you know this game, it's Tulsa at Tulsa. That's never been a fun place for Tulane, but I think Tulane's better than Tulsa. Then they've got a really big game with Central Florida, and that's at Yulman. That's a good new good news because Central Florida can score with anybody. And Gus Molson is not too bad a coach, right? And then SMU, uh, that's at Yeoman, and SMU not as good as they've been most recently. And then, of course, the Black Friday game against Cincinnati. You said it earlier. They haven't won eight since 2002. I'm looking at the rest of the schedule, and I think they get to eight. I really do. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, look, they've got some tough games coming up. You know, uh, as you mentioned, Central Florida is good. We all know what Cincinnati uh, can do. I, uh, you know, I just it, – it could be – potentially a situation where they're playing at Cincinnati back-to-back weeks at the end of the season. But that would mean that you're playing for a conference championship. Right. So that would, but I mean, look, there's so much football. It's all, it's all speculation at this point. There's so much football to talk about between now and then, but you know, what they've got to do is when, when you're favored by a touchdown at home, uh, you know, you just got to win those games. That's all you got to do. You got to win those games. And um, you know you gotta. It's it's almost like an NCAA tournament. You gotta you gotta win in advance, and that's what they have to do. Yeah, you gotta have good coaching, and I think they've got that. But you gotta have the players. They've recruited well enough. They're a veteran team. They developed it. You know, Chrissy Freud, who covers Tulane for us, she thinks that there's five to six players that that can play at the next level on this Tulane team. That's saying a lot. Well, I mean, look, that that certainly is. Uh, that certainly is uh, a possibility. You know, I, I, I think that, you know, when you, you look at guys like Tajay Spears and Sincere Hainsworth, uh, maybe Claybrook, and, of course, some guys on the defensive side of the ball, 
um, you know, I, I think those are, there, there are some guys who can definitely do it. But look, there's one guy that I that I really feel that is going to be a really good player in the National Football League. If he stays healthy, he's going to be in the league uh, a long time. And I think, and it, I, you know, it's hard for a running back, but I think, you know, Tajay Spears is a guy who is going to play in the NFL and have success because uh, he can do it all. He's a, he's a runner, he's a blocker, he's a pass receiver. And the one thing you can never coach, Kenny, is that elite speed. And he has elite speed. Even after the knee injury, he can still fly. If he, if he gets in the, in the open field, there's nobody catching him. And, you know, he just, he's just a, uh, a really, really underrated back. Maybe a lot of people in the country don't know a lot about him, but they should because he's really terrific. 504-260-1061. That's 504-260-1061 if you'd like to join us. Still to come later in the show, we'll touch on the Pelicans. They're 2-0 and in case you missed it last night. Beat Charlotte. We'll talk about the Saints extensively, where they are and where they go from here. But when we return, as our second hour begins, we'll talk about LSU and Ole Miss, where Ed's on his way to covering right now. How big a game is it? What can happen here? What do we expect to see? We'll get into all of that when we return. Glad you're with us on this Saturday morning. Rudy Dixon is our producer. This is the Three Tailgaters Show, and we're back with our second hour in just a moment here on 106.1 FM, Nash Icon. And as always, we're on the web at NashFM1061.com. Bring in the new year with the 89th All-State Sugar Bowl. Since 1935, the Sugar Bowl has been a New Orleans New Year's tradition. And this year, the best of the SEC and Big 12 will square off on New Year's Eve in the Caesars Superdome. So kick off your New Year's celebration with a college football masterpiece. For tickets, visit AllStateSugarBowl.org and download the free Sugar Bowl mobile app. The Allstate Sugar Bowl is presented by Allstate, the Louisiana Office of Tourism, and Taco Bell. We've all said it. Lord, give me strength to endure this mess that I'm going through. (laughs) This is Michael Green with a LifeGate word of encouragement. My prayer for you today is like the prayer Paul gave in Colossians 1 when he said, We pray that you will live well for the Master, making him proud of you as you work hard in his vineyard. As you learn more and more how God works, you'll learn how to do your work. We pray that you'll have strength to stick it out over the long haul, not some grim strength of gritting your teeth, but the glory strength that God gives. It is the strength that endures the unendurable. Isn't that good news? The strength that helps you endure the unendurable. Join me and Linda this Sunday at LifeGate. We will continue in this word to encourage you. 1317 Butternut, we start at 10 o'clock. Check us out on Facebook at LifeGate Church Ministries. You'll be glad you did. This Sunday, LifeGate, where the priority is the word. This is Lenny Minutillo, chef and co-owner of the Happy Italian Pizzeria Restaurant and Catering in Arahan. I am announcing our new days and hours to serve you our lunch and dinner specials. House-made desserts, cold beer, wine by the bottle or glass from our extensive list, and your favorite cocktails and after-dinner drinks. Happy Italian is now open for lunch and dinner Wednesday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. For more info, check us out at happyitalian.com. Are you seeing pink everywhere? Demo Diva Hot Pink Dumpsters are painting the town pink. Clean out your business, your building, or your closet. Rent one of our pink dumpsters. Don't feel blue. Don't see red. Catch the vibe. Get the pink. 
Demo Diva. We service commercial, industrial, and residential customers. 504-486-4121. Demo Diva, taking it down to the dirt. DemoDiva.com. For 16 years, the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl has been proud to support one of the area's great traditions, high school football, and the Prep Football Player of the Week Award. The RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl's weekly recognition of excellence on the field by high school student athletes reflects our understanding of the importance of athletics in the development of our youth. And the Prep Player of the Year will be presented the Ronald E. Gardner Award on the field at Caesar Superdome during the 2022 RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl Wednesday night, December 21st. Tickets available now at NewOrleansBowl.com. This is Kevin Mamahat. For most of us, the largest single purchase we'll ever make is when buying a home. That's why thousands of homeowners each year choose to protect their largest investment with Rhino Shield. Rhino Shield is the only international architectural ceramic coating that gives residential and commercial owners peace of mind. Along with our 25-year warranty, our ceramic coating reflects the ultraviolet rays we experience here in Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama, keeping your home cooler with less strain on your air conditioner. And it's more affordable than you think. So give us a call for your free estimate, 504-407-2222, or visit rhinoshieldmidsouth.com. Call now, and you can get the guaranteed protection of Rhino Shield for 20% off the regular price, 407-2222, or visit rhinoshieldmidsouth.com. Don't paint, don't rhino, go Rhino Shield. Never paint your house again, Rhino Shield. Broadcasting from the Dudley DeBosier Studios. Anytime, anywhere, smartphone, tune in radio app, we are WRKN. 1061 Nash Icon, Picayune, New Orleans. The second hour begins. It's the Three Tailgaters Show on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and at CrescentCitySports.com. Be a part of the show. Call 504 260 1061. Back to Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels. LSU Ole Miss. Coming up this afternoon at Tiger Stadium, Ole Miss is ranked seventh in the country. Ole Miss is undefeated. Ole Miss is one of the best rushing teams in America. And LSU's favorite in the game. All right, Ed, explain it to me, would you? (laughs) Well, the only thing I could say is I think that was based entirely on what they did against Florida. Um, You know, if you would have told me that after the Tennessee game that LSU would be favored in this game, I would have laughed at you. Uh, when the line came out there, now it's been bet down a little bit. It's under two. I think it was a point and a half last night, which basically tell you, tells you the game's very close to a picket on a mm-hmm. neutral field. Ole Miss might be a, a point better or, or so. But, you know, look, um, if the LSU offense plays like it played, even resembling close to last week, then they can certainly win the game. If they... If they're the LSU offense of September, then I don't think they can win. Well, again, I agree with you. I don't know what to think because LSU does that against Florida every year, no matter who is playing offense for the Tigers. That's been the way it's been. Ole Miss handled LSU last year. I guess mm-hmm. the question that the odds makers have is how good is Ole Miss with regard to the opposition that's played, but you can't ignore well, uh, the way they've run the football, and you can't ignore the fact that Lane Kiffin right. might be a, an unlikable guy on many fronts, but he's a good football coach. Well, there's no doubt. And, you know, uh, Brian Kelly was extremely complimentary of him uh, at Monday's press conference. Uh, that's one of the things that, that I took away uh, from being up here for that, was that he was extremely 
uh, complimentary of Kiffin as a coach. Now, the uh, their their signature win this year is against Kentucky, and in that game they won twenty two to nineteen. But Kentucky did a pretty good job against them defensively. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing that killed Kentucky in that game is is that Will Levis fumbled twice inside the thirty yard line. You know, one time trying to run over a guy and he, and he got the ball jarred and, and came out. Uh, so, you know, Ole Miss is kind of a, a little bit of a mystery team because they, they they really haven't played great opposition, but they still are talented and they've they've got a good quarterback. Um, you know, if Jaden Daniels plays like he played last week, then LSU's got a great chance. And it's it's kind of funny, Kenny. I thought one completion early in the game. When he hung in the pocket and waited and found Kayshawn uh, uh, Booty open down the field after a, after a long wait back there, and you know the play I'm talking about. I really yes. thought that got him going. After that, I mean, it was like they had a completely different passing game. And I was like, man, it was like the, the switch was flipped. But I think also, too, you got to give them credit for a couple of things that they did. And mm-hmm. that's getting the ball to the backs in the flat which I think was really uh, some well-designed stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and their offensive line uh, played better. And they had Will Campbell back. And he obviously makes a huge difference. So, um, you know, maybe they're starting to find themselves as a team a little bit. And if somehow they can win today, then they're 6-2. and two, And, you know, they've got four games left. And... You know, you hope they could win at least two of those if they won three and somehow, um, you know, had a nine-win nine season. Kenny, I think that would be uh, absolutely outstanding, don't you? Yeah, well, I picked them to win eight before it started. I'm sticking to it at this point, even though some people thought it was crazy at the time, especially after the season got right, underway. Right, I thought they would be over. I thought that the, the total was seven or seven and a half, and I thought they'd be over. I thought they'd get eight, uh, maybe nine as a stretch. And, uh, you know, I, I guess basically uh, that's where we thought they would be. But, I mean, you look at, you look at the games other than Alabama, and you certainly mm-hmm. have to say they've got a great chance against, against Arkansas or A&M, and I think they'll be – they play UAB here, I think, the last home game of the season. So, um, you know, and then, hey, if they win today, they're bowl eligible. And they've won as many games as they won last year. So I don't know how you can – not say that is a quantifiable uh, improvement. Okay. All right, talking about LSU. All right, talk extensively about what you see from this offense. You mentioned last week getting Campbell back helped. Uh, Daniels, for the first time, really, I think, went through progressions and waited for things to develop. And we heard about how good these receivers were. Last week was the first time maybe we've really seen that. And then for a change, it wasn't Jaden Daniels leading the team in rushing. They actually ran the ball from scrimmage with running backs very effectively. Just talk about the, the, whole, uh, the whole development of this offense and what you saw last week and if you think it can carry over. Well, you know, I'm a huge Josh Williams fan, okay? I think that kid plays his rear end off. He's not the biggest running back, and he's not the fastest running back, but he's a tough sucker, all right? And if you look at a few of those runs he made against Florida, he doesn't give up. And I thought he made some really, really, really nice runs in that game. You know, John Emery's starting to come along. But the thing that I like is this. They have wide receivers, all right? Throw them 50-50 balls, 
and give them a chance to be in the game. For, for instance, the one that Thomas that was somehow overruled, and I have no idea still how that was not rolled a catch, that 29-yard pass down the, down the, uh, down the, uh, the left sideline on the Florida bench. You know the play I'm talking about. Yes, of course. I'm absolutely stunned by that still a week later. How in the world was that not called a catch? I, I just couldn't believe it. But anyhow, the bottom line is there's a guy who has a lot of ability, who's a very tall target that you've got to take advantage of. But you also got to understand that he's not going to be wide open. So if you're going to only throw to guys who are wide open, you're going to be holding the ball a lot. But if you throw the ball up there in a spot like that where your guy has a chance to make a play on a 50-50 ball, then that's what you've got to do. And I thought that's one of the things he did last week. You know, you got to. You, sometimes you got to throw the ball in tight windows. But you know, when you get those guys involved in the game, and you get Florida to back off the line of scrimmage a little bit, then all of a sudden your running game is a lot better. And and that's exactly what happened. I mean, you know, look, uh, uh, Booty is uh, suddenly, um, you know, all in tune with his quarterback. And, you know, you got Thomas, who's a really good player. Malik Neighbors is a good player. You know, Mason Taylor's not a bad tight end. He's pretty good. All right, he can run a little bit after the catch. But the thing is, is that to me, the quarterback, the quarterback played great. And when the quarterback plays like that, they're going to be a tough team to beat because they're pretty good defensively. Yeah, Jane Daniels was exceptional last week. I mean, that version of him was superb and – Boy, I sure hope that continues because LSU is a different-looking team if he's able to do that. The defense, look, they're thin up front on defense. The loss of Mason Smith really hurt them in terms of rotation up front. They, they can't be on the field for too many snaps. To me, that's a big key uh, in this game, a big key period for them all year. But a big key in this game, I think you watch the number of snaps defensively because Ole Miss can run the ball extremely well. If the Rebels mm-hmm. exceed 70 snaps or more, it's going to be a problem mm-hmm. for LSU. Well, I mean, look, they, they put a lot of pressure on your defense because uh, they, they get on the edge and all of a sudden they get you edge conscious. And then guess what? The quarterback on one of those design runs keeps the ball and runs up the middle. But, you know, look, they did a really good job to me against Mississippi State, and I thought that's where they really improved defensively because State likes to do that. They like to run a lot of plays. They like to spread you out, and, you know, to me, it's about winning the numbers game. Like, like I've said before, if you get if you got 11 or 12 possessions in a game, if, if you, can get, you can get seven or eight stops, then, then you've certainly got a chance. What's amazing to me is the line on this game uh, as far as the, the total. It was up to 67 or 68 during the week. I don't know what it is today. I don't know if it's been bet up or down. But mm-hmm. 68 in a college game in the Southeastern Conference is a lot of points. I mean, you're betting that both teams are going to be in the mid-30s. That's a very high number. Yeah, that's a lot of respect for these offenses. The, Of course, uh, the third phase of the game, and then we'll get into the Saints, uh, is special teams. And, and it's been an absolute disaster for LSU on special teams. They have just been pathetic in that area. I mean, it, it hasn't gotten any better and I'm wondering when it will or if it will because uh, this has been a consistently terrible scenario. Look, Ramos made a field goal last week. That's great. 
But aside from that, their mm-hmm. coverage teams have been poor. Their return mm-hmm. games have been abysmal. You know, mm-hmm. The kicking game overall has just not been good. Mm-hmm. And, 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 I mean, that's the one phase that you look at and you say this cannot continue. And mm-hmm. it's also one that fans have looked at and say maybe – just maybe that's one tweak you might want to make to your coaching staff at the end of the year. The way yeah, but the, the problem is he and Polian are connected by the hip. Okay. Yeah, so I understand that. I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I'm, I don't know about that. I mean, that, mm-hmm. that that's something we'll we'll see about at the end of the year. You know, the one thing I would say is that look, if you if your coverage team isn't that good, and 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 Brian Kelly mentioned this, if your cover team's not that good, mm-hmm. then maybe what you need to do is your punter needs to not worry about distance but height, okay, height. And you just get the, get, the ball, get the ball up high mm-hmm. with some good height and some good hang time and, and be satisfied with a, a 42-yard punt and no return rather than a 58-yard blast that gives the team a chance to return. I think that's one thing. Number two, the one thing that they had before is in kickoffs, Kenny, they never had to cover kickoffs. Because Atkins always kicked the ball out of the end zone. And they don't have that guy this year. You know, Divert's been kicking off, but they don't have guys they don't have guys who can who can who can kick off you know, they don't have guys who can kick off and and get the ball consistently in the end zone. And therefore the other team is gonna have more of an opportunity to return kicks. How do you get to the place where you can't find anybody to even catch a, a punt or catch a kickoff. I mean, it's unbelievable. At some point, you know that these guys are, have good hands. They're receivers. At some point, you have to start thinking it's mental, that they're thinking about it. I mean, there's no other explanation to watch this happen over and over and over again with guys that have good hands. Uh-huh. Well, you know, look, that, that whole it, – it is a little bit of a dilemma – but I've always felt that that being a punt returner was an underappreciated skill because I think it takes a um, a little bit of a unique human to be back there doing that because I think it's a very hard thing to do well. And, um, you know, just because a guy is fast and he's got good hands doesn't mean that he can be comfortable back there and be a good decision maker. And I think that's, What's going on? Yeah, I just think that it's one of those situations where it's systemic. Like I said, I think it becomes mental at some point when you watch this transpire. But when you look at this LSU football team, uh, there is you know lack of depth in some areas, and yet, uh, and I think they're on schedule. I think this is a team, and I said it from the start. You brought it up over and over again that third year. Uh, would seem to be the year. I think they're on target there. Look, they could be a, a, a contender next year the way things are unfolding as we speak. Alabama does not look like uh, a juggernaut that can just run over people like we're accustomed to seeing. Georgia's really good. I don't think they're quite as good as last year, but they're really good. Tennessee has obviously stepped into the void and become that program. Florida's not there yet. Bottom line is I, I think there's opportunity Uh, for LSU to move up in the pecking order. I know Ole Miss is good, uh, you know, and I know State and A&M and Arkansas and so forth, they're all capable. But, you know, there's always that opportunity. And I think with another good recruiting year, LSU can step into that void and be that 9- or 10-win team next year. Uh, I think they can without a doubt, Kenny. And, um, 
you know, I, you know, I just think that there's going to be a lot of change in the division again at the end of the year. Um, you, you know, if, if I were Auburn, I would make a huge run at Lane Kiffin. Um, um, you don't know what Jimbo Fisher's uh, situation is going to be. Um, I mean, there's just a, there's just a, a lot of uncertainty, and I think the one thing that LSU has is uh, going forward, they do have some stability. They have a they have a solid recruiting class right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, they can add to it, um, and I think they will. But I also think one other thing that's going to be important for them again in the off season is the transfer portal. I would be very surprised, Kenny, if they didn't do very well there again, because uh, I think that. You know, if you're a transfer and you're thinking about going somewhere else, you see all the opportunity that transfer guys have gotten here this year. True? Absolutely. Yeah, all of those guys. I mean, you look at you look at, at uh, Greg Brooks, Bernard Converse, uh, Garner, Lacey, uh, Jaden Daniels. I can go down the line. You know, the, the guys, Miles Frazier. All of those guys have had success here. Um you know, as as transfers. And I think that LSU is going to have a lot of success in the portal again this year. And I think they're going to be able to use that area to, to, to fill some weaknesses. So, you know, and I think they're they're probably set up pretty good at quarterback. And look look at what they look at what their first and this is first recruiting class and they came in late. But look at the guys that they got in their first recruiting class. You got Will Campbell and Emory Jones and Mason Taylor and Harold Perkins, who to me is a superstar. Mm-hmm. All right. The left tackle and that and that guy, forty, is a superstar. So you got four guys right there who are, are extremely, extremely good players who are starting as true freshmen. So you put that together with another good recruiting class, you got a good nucleus coming back, and I do think that they're going to hit the portal and and try to get eight to ten guys who are uh, extremely talented to come in here and help them now it doesn't always work out jermaine burton has not worked out for alabama and there was a lot of discussion about him in the portal before the season true absolutely Uh, same thing with eli ricks right yeah same thing with eli ricks was in his LSU gear, and look, there's no way if I <laughs> if I were LSU, I'd take him back. Nope. I know he I posted something of him in LSU gear. Right. I, there's there's no way I'd ask him to come back on this campus. No chance. And uh, no chance. But you know, sometimes the portal works out. Sometimes it doesn't. And and for Alabama, you know, now the one thing that that's helped them is their left tackle Tyler Steen from Vanderbilt's a good player, and he's helped them. But when you look at Burton and Eli Ricks, two guys who are much valued in the portal, those guys have really not helped them. No, they haven't. And, again, it's, it's going to be hit and miss from that perspective. We know that. But I think it's a situation where you look at this LSU team right now, they could use an impact linebacker. They could use a, an elite cover guy. They could use a, a better running back. Their running backs are okay, but, you know, you'd like to have that a that above average, that elite type guy at that position. I think those are spots, along with the obvious, which is offensive line, where you recruit another another stud or two to go with the two young guys that you mentioned. And I think those are the targets, those are the areas you look at, I think, in terms of where you need to go in recruiting. Well, there's no doubt. I mean, look, but I, I think that, that, 
you know, they're going to evaluate that and 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 address it. And I don't think there's any question about that moving forward. And um, and I think they're going to do all of those things. And um, you know, I, I'll be very curious to see how they how they manage that. All right, it's LSU and Ole Miss this afternoon in a big SEC game at Tiger Stadium. Ed on his way there to cover that game right now, and and we look forward to seeing what transpires there. All right, it's 504-260-1061. That's 504-260-1061. Later in the show, we'll dedicate our last segment to the new 2-0 New Orleans Pelicans, but coming up next two segments, we're going to talk about the 2-5 New Orleans Saints and where they are, uh, what's the reason, and where they are going. We'll get into that extensively. We're glad you've joined us on this Saturday morning. Three Tailgater Show. Ken and Ed back in a moment here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon. We're on the web at NashFM1061.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. O'Reilly Auto Parts specializes in keeping your car on the road. Not sure how much life is left in your battery? Our professional parts people will test it for free. If it does need to be replaced, we'll help you find just the right one to fit your car. Our superstar batteries are built to handle even the toughest conditions. Visit O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Finding the right Medicare plan? Oof, no easy feat. Kind of like those dances my granddaughter loves making me do. <laughs> but then I found Walgreens FindRx coverage. Let's you compare plans online, over the phone, or in person. Made Medicare shopping so easy. Plus, I found plans with low-cost copays. <laughs> I can get down with that. When you need to talk Medicare, Walgreens is here. Start shopping today at walgreens.com Medicare. For 16 years, the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl has been proud to support one of the area's great traditions, high school football, and the Prep Football Player of the Week Award. The RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl's weekly recognition of excellence on the field by high school student athletes reflects our understanding of the importance of athletics in the development of our youth. And the Prep Player of the Year will be presented the Ronald E. Gardner Award on the field at Caesar Superdome during the 2022 RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl Wednesday night, December 21st. Tickets available now at NewOrleansBowl.com. Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting and rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, stop, stop. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. But here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word LEARN to 323232 right now. Hooked on Phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun, and everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day. For more than 30 years, Hooked on Phonics has been the proven learn-to-read program that kids love to use. Text LEARN to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text LEARN to 323232 right now and get started for just $1. Text LEARN to 323232 now. Text LEARN to 323232. Come on, toxic drinking water at Camp Lejeune? If you or someone you know were stationed on or around Camp Lejeune between 1953 and 1987, you were likely exposed to toxic drinking water. If you were diagnosed with cancer or another serious condition, you may be entitled to significant compensation. 
serving those who have served us. That's the Dudley DeBosier difference. 444-4444. Stephen DeBosier, New Orleans. LA 22138849. Your weekly forum for genuine substantive talk with a focus on facts and fact-based opinions. Time to share your passion on the Three Tailgaters Show here on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. The number to call, 504-260-1061. The New Orleans Saints, of course, off this weekend, having played last Thursday, and back in action against the Raiders a week from Sunday at 12 noon in the Dome. It is Saints Hall of Fame weekend with Saints alumni being in town from around the country. And on Friday of next week, October the 28th, the Saints Hall of Fame will formally induct Devery Henderson and Fred McAfee into the Hall of Fame and honor Kevin Mangum with the Joe Gemelli Florida Lee Award. That's at noon at the Jefferson Orleans North in Metairie, 2600 Edenbourne Avenue. Tickets are still available, uh, $60 per person, $600 for a table of 10. Go to Saints Hall of Fame. Uh, Dot com. That's saintshalloffame.com. The information's there, and we'll be glad to help you out with that. And, of course, our Saints Hall of Fame gala is Saturday, October 29th, 5 to 8 p.m. at Chateau Country Club in Kenner. 50 to 60 former Saints players on hand, signing autographs, taking pictures, all the food and drink you can possibly want with 20 restaurants and more. And that's at Chateau Country Club on Saturday, October 29th, 5 to 8 p.m. And, of course, the game on Sunday with the Raiders. They'll honor uh, Fred McAfee and Devery Henderson. Kevin Mangum on the field, as well as introducing alumni before the game. Always a good weekend. Look forward to that. As that's the good news. The bad news is the current Saints, two and five, and maybe fortunate to be that with the way this team's play. The you know right now it's no longer just an exception. It is who they are. It's the pattern. The turnovers are real. The lack of takeaways are real. The key penalties are real. Uh, the inability to make plays when needed are real. Giving up. The explosive plays are real. This is who they are. And I don't think any of us envisioned that this is who the New Orleans Saints would be this season. Well, I think there's, uh, as you mentioned, Kenny, I think there's several, several uh, layers to to all of this. And, you know, I think that um, the one thing that you got to say is, is that uh, I don't think their roster is nearly as good as it was even last year. And um, I, I just don't think so. I mean, when, when you when you subtract Marcus Williams and uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson from your secondary, both of those guys are tied for second in the NFL with interceptions with three. Um, I don't think your secondary is better. I don't think your defensive line has played uh, all that well. Your linebackers have played well. But, you know, offensively, you know, I, it, it's just, it's really to me a much harder game when you don't have a Hall of Fame quarterback. <laughs> and if you look at the teams that really have a chance to win the Super Bowl this year, then I think you got to name the quarterback. And, um, you know, I'm looking in the AFC and the Bills and the Chiefs and, and people like that, you know, they have a quarterback. Uh, Jalen Hurts has played very well for Philadelphia, but it's it's really the bar is much much higher when you don't have that player, and they don't have that player. They don't. And you know, look, if you don't think quarterbacking makes a difference, New England, Mac Jones gets hurt. 
Instead of their season falling apart, they drafted Bailey Zappi from Western Kentucky. In the last two games, the guy has been lights out. And I know why a lot of people didn't draft him higher, because he supposedly didn't have the arm strength. But every ball is on the button, okay? Accurate as all get out. And um, and as a lot of people in New England are clamoring for him to stay in the game, and I understand it. And that's what the Saints have to do. They they have to go out and try and find that guy, unless they have a first round pick. But if uh, if Mr. Payton comes back to coach next year, which I think he will, but you know they have to find that guy. And until Kenny, they're going to be in this, you know. Six, seven, eight, nine win territory uh, for a long time. You could be stuck there for a while, and it's it's not pretty, but that's where it is. Well, I think it's a collective issue. I mean, obviously, it's a little bit of everything. Uh, they're just they're not good in any one area. I think everyone thought their defensive line would be more productive, but you know, Peyton Turner's invisible. Marcus Davenport's done very little. Onyemata played better the other night, but he hadn't done much of anything until then. Uh, Cam Jordan's had a couple of good games, but the others, uh, not so much. And, of course, you know, the secondary has been a mess. Paulson Adebo was hurt when he finally did play against Seattle. He had a he had a horrific game. He's better than that, but injuries have contributed. Lattimore is hurt now. Bradley Roby has struggled, and then, of course, he got hurt right away in the game the other night. Teran Matthew, with all due respect, has not been what you hope for at this point. Neither is Marcus May. You can say an injury might have something to do with that. So the only level on defense that's played, you know, well enough is linebacker. Caden Ellis, when he plays, of course, Pete Warner's had an exceptional season, and Demario Davis is still Demario Davis. But uh, so the defense has not been there. The offense uh, has just been, you know, it's it's a tease because they do some good things. And then they do some things to kill themselves. It's exactly what happened in the game the other night. And two of those interceptions were totally inexcusable. Uh, the third was inexcusable because a receiver can't catch a football. And they, by the way, they dropped three or four balls in that game that they should have caught. It's a little bit of everything. But And then also, I'm just, you know, look, it's easy to pick things apart when you lose. But Taysom Hill completes a long pass. The Saints get first and goal at the eight-yard line. They end up kicking a field goal. What what happened on the next three plays after the uh, after the first and goal? Taysom Hill wasn't on the field for any of those plays. Anywhere, yeah. lined up anywhere, and he didn't play in the fourth quarter, basically. And, of course, the argument is, well, we were behind. He's not structured to be in that offense in the passing game all the time. I don't know. To me, you want your best players on the field, your best playmakers on the field, and and as I've said over and over and over again, this guy needs at least ten touches a game. And I, I just I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to that. That's me. No, I don't I don't I don't disagree with that at all. I don't disagree with that at all. And I think that you know, if I'm Taysom Hill and I'm watching these quarterbacks play, you know, I'm I'm kinda thinking, you know, why was I moved to tight end at the beginning of this year? Um, I think that's a that's a fair question. And I don't think he would ever say that publicly, but you know, just just watching um, his body language during some of these press conferences, Kenny, um, I, I just think that um, you know, I, if if I were him, I would be asking that question, and I think it is a legitimate question. I really do. Uh, let, yeah, let's be fair about this. Look, I mean, we all 
saw what we saw. I don't think anybody thinks he's the answer on a long-term basis, at least not me, but uh, can he play effectively? Yes. Can he play more effectively than what we've seen? Yes, at times. I don't think there's any question about that. I don't think the quarterback of the future is on the roster right now, but I've been saying that for two years. And again, this is no disrespect to Jameis Winston. The guy's hurt. He's had serious injuries, and it's a shame. But, you know, you have a sample size. You got an idea as to what he's capable of doing, not just here, but what he did in Tampa. And Andy Dalton is never going to be your quarterback of the future. He was always just to have a solid backup to step in and play if needed, uh, which has been the case, of course. And it's been up and down where that's concerned. Uh, This is why they went after Deshaun Watson as hard as they did. No doubt. I mean, you're, you're, you're seeing it, and um, there's no question about that. That's why they did go after the guy the way they did. And, uh, look, this is, this is an organization that is in transition. They were in the upper echelon for a long time because of the stability they had at head coach and quarterback. But you know what? Look, I think Sean Payton understands, too, that – he understood what was going on here. And he knew that it was going to be a long road back. And I'm not criticizing him at all, as I've said before. You and I both have tremendous respect for his accomplishments. But, you know, when Drew Brees was on the field, with far less skill around him, he was still incredibly effective. Am I overstating that or not? No, not in the least. I mean, if you look at some of these games, when Breeze was throwing to nine or ten different guys who had catches in games, spreading the ball out to everybody, and a lot of guys who, frankly, were not starters in the NFL, but all of a sudden they were making plays in games because they had a Hall of Fame quarterback. I mean, I go back yeah. to what Jeffrey Henderson said. I don't know what year it was, seven, eight, whatever, when he was a free agent. And they asked him, you know, hey, you could have gone elsewhere for more money. Why did you stay here? And his his answer was classic, because I know my quarterback. <laughs> I mean, what else can you say? I mean, that that's it. And, you know, if you don't have that player, this league is really hard, and your games can be really ugly. And that's where the Saints are right now. 504-260-1061. Kurt's in New Orleans. Hi, Kurt. Thanks for your patience. Welcome to the Three Tailgater Show. Hey, how you doing, guys? Thanks for taking my call. I really, I really think y'all said it all. <laughs> y'all hit every hit, hit every spot, man. You know, when you talk about special human, you know, for that punt returner spot, I, I still think that it's the least of our worries. But still, you got it. You got it's got to be on purpose with intent to find that type of guy. To find, that, to find that special punt return, someone who can make a difference at that position. And we haven't had the, 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 we haven't had the uh, success, and we, I don't think we have that guy. You know, it's got to be on purpose. Like the preacher says, you got to live Christ-like if you're a Christian on purpose. It's got to be on purpose. The second thing I want to say is Frank Zappi's not a Hall of Famer. And I agree with you, Ed. But you know what? We cannot find a good – our scouting department, our personnel, uh, Jeff Ireland, Loomis – we cannot find, and before that, we cannot find a good, really good quarter, young quarterback in the draft. Just like, you know, uh, Belichick, you know, he wasn't scared to let Brady go a little early, obviously. You know, I personally, I thought we held on to Breeze maybe a year or two too long. 
the road the road that you talk about i think it's maybe a little bit longer because of it i don't know long story short we you know we don't use the draft like pittsburgh and 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 and, and uh belichick does and certain teams do you know winston with all due respect and you know, and, and you know, we, we just go on and on with, with just like it's, it's a long history of it. I ain't got to, I ain't got to rehash at all. Well, you know, Kurt, Kurt, the one thing I would, I would disagree with you a little bit is on this. Okay. Oh, yeah, I think the Saints have drafted better than the Patriots and the Steelers. Definitely. That's my it, 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 over the over the last well, five or six well, years, I think they've drafted well, better than the Patriots yeah. and the Steelers. I mean, I, really I think helped one of one of the things that's gotten the Patriots in trouble is their drafting. And I think, you know, look, Brady was just tired of Belichick, and and, and Brady obviously made a, the right decision for him because he went to Tampa and won a Super Bowl. I mean, I just look at all the quarterbacks, though, that, that even that even Sean brought in. They didn't go anywhere. They didn't really go anywhere and, and become a huge success or any kind of real starting success. I just felt we've had bad luck or whatever you want to call it, the, you know, the expertise to go into that draft and find a third, fourth, fifth-round guy that's going to come out and do something. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, but my mm-hmm. comments on the secondary, you know, I'm just disappointed because all of the hope and anticipation with bringing Matthew and May in. And, of course, you know, with Lattimore being injured and, and, and Adebo, I mean, a great, a really a good rookie season, the darling of the camp, and he's just been hurt since game one. And, it, and, and just, you know, the secondary doesn't sack, sack people, understand that. But, um, you know, they, they hold off. They hold off time frame where our linemen can get to can get to the quarterback it's, it's a give and take with them two spots the, the line and the secondary so i'm just really disappointed man the secondary man and, and you know what we gave you know 14 of those points was 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 uh, pick sixes but we've been giving up north of 25 points for three games at least mm-hmm. so you know you know defenses win games too and it's just mm-hmm. you know well, what i'm saying last year kurt last yeah. year the saints gave up a little more than 19 points a game all yeah. right. Before yeah. before the Arizona game, that average I think was twenty six point three. So when you talk yeah. about giving up a touchdown more in every game, yeah. now yeah. I know the turnovers that make a difference. And look, when you look at Arizona's point total, fourteen of those were were based on pick sixes. So yeah. the turnovers yeah. have been a big part of that. But in penalties, no doubt, penalties. There's yeah, no doubt penalties. that the defense. Yeah. You know, like Kenny said, I think he, he hit it right on the nose. It is a collective issue, not one, not one place. I think it's a collective issue. But you, I'm going to leave y'all with this: There's no other way out but finding some, uh, finding that quarterback in a draft. We don't have, you know, unless we get a pick or two because of Sean Payton coming going to a team. But you know what I'm saying? You, you got to do it right. You got to find, and I know it's easier said than done, but you got to find a gem, uh, some type of gem in a draft, quarterback wise. Well, and I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, you know, hey, look. There's there's yeah. one there's there's a couple of picks, okay, yeah. that you can evaluate a couple of years later. All right, the running they back. They had a chance yeah. to yeah. take Kenny Pickett, and they took Trevor Penning, and then yeah. the Steelers right behind him, right behind yeah. him, took Pickett. All right, yeah. and in the yeah. next couple of years, we'll yeah. be able to evaluate that and see who made the right decision. Pretty simple. Yeah. I know. We just you're right. At the end of the day we need a quarterback that can stay on the field and, and, and win win some games, you know. Thank y'all so much. Thank you. All right, Kurt. Thank you. It's five oh four two six oh one oh six one. That's five oh four two six oh one oh six one. We'll take a brief timeout. More on the Saints to come and then the Pelicans as well as we continue with the three tailgater show here on one oh six one FM Nash Icon. We're on the web at Nash FM one oh six one dot com. 
Ring in the new year with the 89th Allstate Sugar Bowl. Since 1935, the Sugar Bowl has been a New Orleans New Year's tradition. And this year, the best of the SEC and Big 12 will square off on New Year's Eve in the Caesars Superdome. So kick off your New Year's celebration with a college football masterpiece. For tickets, visit AllstateSugarBowl.org and download the free Sugar Bowl mobile app. The Allstate Sugar Bowl is presented by Allstate, the Louisiana Office of Tourism, and Taco Bell. Don't let this happen to your largest investment. Call DA Exterminating Now. We're ready and waiting to protect your home from potential disaster called termites. Call DA now or visit us on the web at daexterminating.com. Hey, sports fans. This is Louisiana State Treasurer John Schroeder. Teamwork is critical to success. This is why my team at Unclaimed Property wants to return your cash to you. Right now, there are over $1 billion that belong to Louisiana citizens. Unclaimed property is lost or forgotten money from bank accounts, stocks, bonds, wages, insurance, and investment payouts never received. But don't worry. The Louisiana Treasury team is here to help. We've found your money and want to return it to you. Visit lacashclaim.org for your cash. Life Resources Ministries exists for showing men the way, building men to spiritual maturity, and preparing God's people for service. Life Resources Ministries has Bible studies in person and via Skype throughout the metro area, along with outreaches weekly on Wednesdays at Piccadilly Cafeteria on Clearview Parkway in Metairie. There are business forums and fellowship meetings as well. Life Resources also puts on major outreach prep breakfasts with national speakers up to four to five times per year. Visit us online at liferesources.net. Life Resources Ministries, leaders investing for eternity. At Simply Safe Home Security, your safety is the only thing that matters. So this holiday season, we're giving you 40% off any new system because feeling secure in your home is a gift that everyone deserves. Named Best Home Security of 2022 by U.S. News and World Report, Simply Safe protects your whole home with advanced technology powered by 24/7 professional monitoring. Visit simplysafe.com/holiday to save 40% today. There's no safe like Simply Safe. FanDuel Sportsbook at Treasure Chest Casino is now open. Now you have access to one of the best sports betting experiences around. Combining the excellence and experience of FanDuel with our signature Boyd Gaming hospitality. Place your bets and get back before kickoff. Or stick around with all your friends and enjoy the sports action right here. That's FanDuel Sportsbook at Treasure Chest Casino. Just off I-10 and Ketter on the banks of Lake Pontchartrain. Hi, we're Troy and Tracy Duong with Giving Hope, and we'd like to invite you to celebrate with us our ninth annual Giving Hope Gala on Saturday, November 5th at the Sheraton Hotel in New Orleans. Our special friends, Willie and Corey Robinson, are best known for their appearances on Duck Dynasty, and the world-renowned mental health physician, Dr. Daniel Amen, is joining us. We'll have performances by the New Orleans Soul Children Choir, and Demario Davis will be presenting two scholarships. Please visit givinghopegala.org now. We can't wait to see you there. This is Kevin Mamahat. For most of us, the largest single purchase we'll ever make is when buying a home. That's why thousands of homeowners each year choose to protect their largest investment with Rhino Shield. Rhino Shield is the only international architectural ceramic coating that gives residential and commercial owners peace of mind. Along with our 25-year warranty, our ceramic coating reflects the ultraviolet rays we experience here in Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama, keeping your home cooler with less strain on your air conditioner. And it's more affordable than you think. 
So give us a call for your free estimate, 504-407-2222, or visit rhinoshieldmidsouth.com. Call now, and you can get the guaranteed protection of Rhino Shield for 20% off the regular price, 407-2222, or visit rhinoshieldmidsouth.com. Don't paint, don't rhino, go Rhino Shield. Never paint your house again, Rhino Shield. Dad, I don't feel good. <coughs> I'll grab the Vicks Day Cool Kids Honey. Isn't Day Cool just for parents? Actually, Vicks Day Cool Kids Honey is just for kids. Specially designed to treat kids' most bothersome cold symptoms quickly with a honey-licious tasting flavor kids like. You know what else kids like? Day Cool Kids Honey first, then video games. Deal. Vicks Dayquil Kids Honey. The kids' honey-licious daytime coughing congestion stuffy head stuffy nose medicine. Safe for ages 6+. plus. Call an audible, throw a flag, call a technical, review an instant replay, it's all good. Go for it now on the Three Tailgaters Show on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. Call now at 504-260-1061. Perhaps the most telling statistic for the Saints, and there's a whole bunch to point to when you're two and five. And just consider this. The Saints have one interception on the season. One. The Saints have thrown four pick sixes to the opponent. Four. That's an astonishing statistic, Ed. Agreed? I got to do my radio show. All right, Ed, Ed's not hearing me right at the moment. Yeah, I'm right but here. I'm, anyway. I'm, I'm sorry. There was a gentleman telling me hello, Kenny. I apologize. Hello, gentlemen. So I yeah. said the most astonishing statistic is for the Saints. They have one interception, and they've thrown four, and they've thrown four pick sixes. I mean, that's an right. amazing statistic to consider. Right. Well, I mean, you know, look, uh, you know, the, the the previous guy who held the office always uh, uh, railed about that and about turning the ball over. And there's no doubt that, you know, that that that's been their biggest problem. And here's the scary thing: I was uh, <clears throat> I was looking at it. Now, this doesn't count the games, of course, of Sunday, but. The Saints are what minus ten in the turnover margin now. Yeah, I think they're minus ten, and the second worst team was minus five. That's quite a disparity. And of course, the Eagles are number one in the league—at least they were last week—in turnover margin. And uh, you know, look at their record. Yeah, I think it speaks volumes. It's the number one stat, always has been in football. It's a large part of why they are where they are. The Saints had eight penalties in the game the other night. Yet again, you know, defensive holding, critical, killer penalties, face mask, pre-snap penalties, three of those. I mean, this is an undisciplined football team. There's no other way to phrase it. And and this is not a good football team. In fact, this is a below-average football team. At the end of the day, you can break it all down a million different ways, but those two things are true. They're undisciplined. And they're not good. Mm-hmm. Well, there's nothing that we have seen thus far that will tell you anything different. It is what it is. And again, can they change it? Yeah, look, they've had, an, as I said on your TV show, not an unprecedented level of injuries. People have had massive injuries, but they've had a very, very unsatisfactory and, 
and, uh, and, and really hurtful injury situation. Uh, I mean, they went into the season, the regular season game one, with double-digit guys on the injury list, and it's not gotten any better. In fact, it's only grown, and it just makes you scratch your head. As I always say, you got to be good and you got to be lucky. Well, they haven't been good, and they haven't been lucky. That's part of the game, but uh, they've had just an inordinate number of injuries. And so my point is, can they get better? Sure. If they got most, if not all, their guys back, they certainly can get better. Is it enough? Enough for what? Uh, to contend in the division? Yes, because the division is not very good until somebody proves otherwise. So there's that as well. But, I mean, I think that it's a situation where, you know, they got to prove that they can be, you know, that kind of team regardless of who's on the field, right? Well, I don't think there's any doubt about that. And, again, you know, I, I, w- I would ask at this point, you know, is, you know, what, what are you looking at here? Um, can they, you know, to get to 10, they would have to be 8-2 and two the rest of the year. I think that's unrealistic. To get to 9, they'd have to be 7-3. and three. That might be unrealistic. So what are you looking at? Uh, you, you're looking at a seven or a six, seven or eight win team. Five if they don't if they don't play any better. And you'd say, well, there's a silver lining to that. We 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 finally have a chance to pick a quarterback. No, you don't. That belongs to Philadelphia. Well, again, it's all about Sean Payton at this stage. He's their biggest asset. <laughs> I mean, that goes without saying, because if he comes back to coach like we think he will, and it's likely going to be elsewhere, uh, then the Saints are probably going to get a number one pick. And, oh, by the way, it's a very deep draft for good quarterbacks, very deep. I uh, mean, you're talking so, about five or six guys in that first round that could happen. Yeah. So Carolina's got a boatload full of draft picks, especially yep. now that, that they – I think they got a two, three, and four next year for McCaffrey. Right. So they got a boatload of picks, okay? Uh, would Sean Payton, if Carolina had the first pick in the draft, would he consider going there? Good question. I mean, that's a very good question. And I don't, you know, and I and there's nothing against Carolina. It's a nice place, but I don't think it's a garden spot. It's not. It's not the West Coast or or, or Dallas or one of those places. But would he consider going there with a an owner with obviously deep pockets who's going to eat forty million? On uh, on Matt Rule, and has got a ton of draft picks, and is ready to start over. And you have the first pick in the draft. Would you consider that? If I were him, I think I would consider it. Yes, of course. The other notion, uh, and I've suggested it, is why not make a run at trying to get Sean Payton back since he's under contract? I don't think he'd come back here. I don't know that. Uh, first off, secondly, that means you'd have a one-year head coach and Dennis Allen, and I'm not sure that's fair unless you have a, a really catastrophically bad year. But it's still there, and he is still under contract. Yeah, I guess so, but I don't, I don't think there's any walking that back at this time. Do you? I don't, I don't either. I don't either. And, and, and by the way, uh, could he help? And yes, absolutely. Could he help change things? No doubt about it. He's a great coach. But he was part of some of the decision-making. And while you compared the Saints drafts to the Patriots and Steelers, the Saints drafts have left a lot to be desired most recently, too. And Coach Payton was part of those decisions, if not the biggest part, of some of those personnel decisions that were made. Ruiz is playing a little better. Let's give him credit. Troutman's not been that. Bond has not been that. Davenport's not been that. Turner's not been that. You know, then the decisions that they made, Payton was gone, but the C.J. Gardner-Johnson decision, the Marcus Williams decision. 
So Ron Armstead's hurt again. I don't think they made the decision wrong there, frankly, the Trey Hendrickson decision. I mean, again, personnel decisions matter. And they had assets, and you can't pay everybody. And we've said that over and over again, and it's true. But you have to pay the guys that can play. You have to. I don't think there's any doubt. All right, we take a time out here. 504-260-1061. One segment left. Pelicans. There's some good news. Back with that in a moment here on 1061 FM Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. With over 15 acres of cars and trucks at the Lamarck Automotive Complex, there must be a reason. Buying a new car shouldn't be complicated. That's why our expert staff is here to help. I've been selling new Ford cars and trucks since 1970. It's over 50 years. Wow, there must be a reason. With your lifestyle and budget in mind, our finance team works hard to be the best in the business. Only at Lamarck Ford, at the Lamarck Automotive Complex. There must be a reason. Bring in the new year with the 89th All-State Sugar Bowl. Since 1935, the Sugar Bowl has been a New Orleans New Year's tradition. And this year, the best of the SEC and Big 12 will square off on New Year's Eve in the Caesars Superdome. So kick off your New Year's celebration with a college football masterpiece. For tickets, visit AllStateSugarBowl.org and download the free Sugar Bowl mobile app. The All-State Sugar Bowl is presented by All-State, the Louisiana Office of Tourism, and Taco Bell. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m., happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights, Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets, Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can handle if you want to be treated right you go to bergeron bergeron will give you the best deal you just know you can trust these people they're from here they get me you know buying a car doesn't have to be a scary experience it's anything but a bergeron everybody knows that everybody i grew up with a bergeron i went to school with a bergeron this is the fourth car i've bought from here that makes me a bergeron i'm a bergeron i'm a bergeron i'm a bourgeois get out of here i'm a bergeron everybody knows a bergeron bergeron automotive on veterans in Metairie. Texting enrolls you into reoccurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. Hey, Dan, how you doing? Haven't seen you around the gym. Yeah, I've really fallen off. Since I turned 40, I just don't get the results I used to get. Could be lower testosterone. I went through it a while back. I got Nugenix Total T, and it's made a huge difference for me. I've seen that on TV. Is it for real? Oh, yeah. The patented key ingredient is something called Testafin, which helps boost free and total testosterone levels to help you trim up and stay lean. And it's made a difference for you? Man, I feel like I'm in my 20s again at work, in the gym and in the bedroom. Are they still giving out complimentary bottles for people to try it for themselves? Yeah, you just need to send them a text. Text BREAK to 321321 right now for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea. Plus, text now and we'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, our most powerful fat incinerator ever to help you get back into shape fast, absolutely free. Text BREAK to 321321. That's BREAK to 321321. Products and statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease or illness. You're listening to the Cumulus Fishing Game Report with Captain C.T. Williams. Temperatures should be getting back to normal this weekend, but will the fishing? I'm Captain C.T. with this week's Big Fish Report. We saw as much as a 15-degree drop in water temperatures this week as cold fronts pass through. Now, that'll definitely send the fish looking for deeper water. Key speckled trout and redfish hotspots will be deep holes close to shallow flats, especially in areas with shell bottoms. 
Now watch the tides this weekend in many areas. We will see less than favorable water movements. Now hopefully the water will warm back up quickly and our fish will get back to feeding to fatten up for the winter. Now if you can't get on the water this weekend, then please join me for the Big Fish, the Louisiana Fishing TV show with hotspots, tackle tips, recipes, and a whole lot of fun. Every Saturday morning at 5.30 a.m. on WVUE Fox 8. And if that's too early, set the DVR. I understand. Have a great weekend. Incredible service and excellent results. New Orleans is always number one with Cumulus Radio and Digital. Last chance today. Call the Three Tailgater Show at 260-1061. Back to Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels. Last segment begins. New Orleans Pelicans are 2-0 after winning at Charlotte, 124-112 last night. So far, so good. Really good-looking offensive team. We knew that coming in last night. It was feed the big man. Jonas Valanciunas, 30 points, 17 rebounds, 4 assists, and just one turnover. And C.J. McCollum got in foul trouble early, but he came back, scored 21 points in the game. Zion was held to 16, didn't shoot it as well, but he still looks good physically and, and looks good moving forward. Trey Murphy good off the bench. Herb Jones is Herb Jones. And Larry Nance is Larry Nance, and he'll be fine. They got Marshall. They got Graham. They got Hernan Gomez. They got Alvarado. And so far, so good. This is a good-looking team. Yeah, and Brandon Ingram was terrific. 28 points, 9 rebounds, 9 assists. Well, I was leaving him for last to talk about him, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's been um, he's been unreal. So you know, great starting five. Uh, how good their bench is, we'll see. You know, uh, how well they rebound, we'll see. But man, I don't know how you can not be impressed by what they've done so far. Well, I think Ingram is now catapulting himself in a top fifteen status in this league, uh, if, and maybe. He'll get higher. He, he he became a more complete player last year in the second half and blossoming in the postseason, and I think he's carried that over. You know, he understands he can get his shot anytime he wants it, but he also uh, feeds the ball, creates opportunities for, you know, his teammates, and he's rebounding the ball better. So, and I think his effort on the defensive end is better. I think all of that's buying into Willie Green. So, you know, Trey Murphy, he's shooting threes well. We knew that would be the case. Alvarado, good energy guy. Uh, you know, Graham hit and miss, but, you know, he can make a three. Hernan Gomez will show up whenever you ask him to and play well. Nance is a veteran, sharp player, and Najee Marshall an effort guy. So, yeah, I think the bench is all right. They don't have Jackson Hayes, whatever role he would play. They don't have Kyra Lewis, whatever role he would play. They're going to score with anybody. It is about uh, defense and rebounding as far as how far this team will go, Ed. No question. And, you know, look, we'll, we'll see, but uh... – you know, you got you got to be awfully impressed by what they've done thus far, and uh, you know uh, they'll be home Sunday, and I think they're home Tuesday night against Dallas. Is that right? They are. Yeah, they are. Yeah. The Sunday yeah. games full full house would be fantastic to see that. The excitement level has never been higher here mm-hmm. in Utah. Who was you know by all accounts a rebuilding team? They sold all their best players off. They're two and zero right now. So look out, uh, better than you think coming in here, and then Dallas. That's a Big game because that's a team you're going to be battling for in terms of positioning in the Western Conference because I think everybody believes the Pelicans will be a top-eight team and a playoff team. The question is, can they rise above that play-in level and get to a top-six level? Mm-hmm. Well, it'd be, it'd be great if they were at least a five. You know, a four would mm-hmm. be incredible. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, look, um, I think the future's bright. I think everybody's kind of curious 
as to what kind of ceiling they have, you know? Yeah, I agree. Look, I mean, again, it's all about how good the teams in their conference are. Denver won at Golden State. Last night, Denver is inherently better than a year ago. Minnesota is better with Gobert. The Clippers are better with Leonard. Phoenix is still Phoenix. Golden State still Golden State. Memphis is better. Young team even better this year. That's a whole bunch of good teams. I didn't even mention the Lakers who you can't dismiss. So bottom line is tough, tough conference, but this is a much better Pelicans team. Yes, I agree with all of that. It ought to be a lot of fun. The West is brutal. Yeah, look, I mean, no doubt. It's a brutal conference, but it's a really good league. So it goes without saying, uh, it's going to be fun to watch. Utah tomorrow night at Smoothie King Center. Edward, it's been a pleasure. Uh, Enjoy the coverage of LSU Ole Miss on this beautiful afternoon. Look forward to it, Kenny. You have a good one. All right, I want to thank Rudy Dixon for a job well done. Thanks to our guests, Bryce Brown and Reggie Rogers, for joining us, too. I want to remind you, I'll be back at 6 p.m. Monday night with All Access Sports Talk following Eric Asher and Inside New Orleans at 4 p.m. Until then, for Ed, I'm Ken, saying thank you for joining us and be a good sport. God bless you one and all. We are rounding third and heading home. So long.